guys, welcome to episode 42 of Beef's Beef and another episode that is on the road here in uh, Wilson, North Carolina, uh, just east of Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. I am here working again, so uh, never sleep. Or, I mean, I sleep. The podcast never sleeps. So I got to, you know, record episodes even when I'm on the road because you guys are always wanting them and uh, I always got something to talk about. So um, we'll talk about a, a few different things today. Uh, first, first thing we'll talk about is uh, kind of what I'm what I've gotten to do since I've been here other than work, uh, done some cool stuff, talk about some NBA playoffs and, uh, talk about Dwayne Casey, who surprisingly, I mean, I guess I can say surprisingly, surprisingly was fired today after getting swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James, which we'll talk about there in a little bit. But first thing, um, I've, I flew into the Raleigh-Durham airport uh, Wednesday afternoon, about 2 o'clock, somewhere around there. And um, I had already talked to my cousin. I have a cousin that lives down here. Uh, he lives in Durham. Uh, my cousin David says he's he, – he listens to my episodes as well. So whenever you get to listen to this one, shout out, David. Uh, thanks again for the hospitality. We get to – we got to go and hang out with him. Uh, I am down here on the road with uh, some of you guys know him, Steve. Uh, my buddy Steve is down here with me. So uh, we're down here recruiting a truck show in uh, Kinley, North Carolina, which is, like I said, it's just east of uh, Raleigh-Durham. So we got to come down here. Um, my cousin was like, you know, when you come down here, we'll go to a Durham Bulls game, which – you know, we have the Louisville Bats. They play each other sometimes. They're in the same league, so, you know, obviously they play sometimes. The last time he was up there, or not the last time, but the time before uh, he was up there, um, the the Bulls and the Bats actually played and we went to a game. So um, it was pretty cool to get to go to a game and catch up with my cousin who I hadn't seen in a little bit. Uh, it had been a few years since the last time I had seen him, so uh, getting to hang out with him was great. I'll say this. You always hear that Slugger Field, which I, I give Slugger Field its props. Slugger Field is nice. Uh, you always hear Slugger Field is voted as the nicest minor league stadium in minor league baseball. I'm here to tell you I've been to both of them. And the Durham Bulls Athletic Park, I'm sorry. it it To me, it kills Slugger Field. Um Holds about 10,000 people, and it's in the middle of downtown Durham. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the Durham Bulls, there is a movie made about them called Bull Durham, which is, you know, just switched their name. Uh, they are the farm team for the Tampa Bay Rays. And my cousin's seen some good players go through there. He said he's seen Evan Longoria, uh, B.J. Upton, J uh, James Shields, you know, pretty much all the players that uh, – all the players that were on the Rays, whenever the Rays made those runs, he's watched them come through Durham. So that was pretty cool, you know, hear him talk about all that stuff and getting to watch a game with my cousin, like I said, who I hadn't seen. And I guess it had been about four or five years. The last time I saw him was actually the day of the kick six. We actually watched the kick six together, me, him, my brother Ryan, and my cousin, my other cousin. Uh, we watched the, the kick six on TV before we went to Slugger. 
uh, the Slugger Museum. I was actually the first time I'd gone, so um, it was it was pretty cool to catch up with him. We had a we had a good time. I got to hang out with him there, and then we went back to his house. I actually had planned on recording an episode with him, and uh, didn't get a chance to. We didn't get back from that game till close to ten o'clock, and then um, just chilled and you know watched some. Uh, watch some sports center, watch the end of the Celtics uh, Sixers series, which, you know, I'll talk about here in just a minute. Um, then watch some TNT and, and stuff like that. And then went to bed and Steve and myself drove out for uh, the truck show that we've been working. So it was a good time. I know Steve and I both appreciate um, David having us there and, and letting us, you know, stay the night and uh, go to a game with him and everything. I mean, just to give it a little comparison uh, in size, Durham's Durham Stadium holds about 10,000 people. Slugger Field holds 13,131. Um, but the cool thing about Durham's uh, field is left field is about 305, which you're like, what the heck's a minor league field doing at 305? The It has a pretty tall wall. I mean, it's no, it's nothing like the Green Monster or anything like that. But they have a tall wall, and the whole wall in the middle of it is a screen. It's a TV screen that you know every batter that comes up and it shows the lineup on there the whole time. It's probably one of the coolest things I've seen. And uh, whenever they hit a home run, uh, they have a giant bull like billboard that shoots smoke out of its nose and lights its eyes up red and moves its tail and stuff. Which you've probably seen in the movie, uh, if you've seen which you've seen in the movie, if you've seen the movie, and uh, it's I don't know, it's pretty cool. I, I, their stadium was super super nice. Uh, it doesn't have two levels like Slugger Field does, so that's where the pretty much the biggest difference is. Because I mean, like I said, it only holds you know three thousand less seats than what uh, Slugger Field holds. But to me, it just I don't know. If you put buildings all around Slugger Field in the outfield and stuff, I think you would probably have the same feel. But I, to me, it was just cool to see like all the buildings in the in the outfield and and everything like that. I don't I don't know. It was one of the coolest experiences as far as baseball stadiums I've seen because if somebody got a hold of one well enough, they could hit a building. And I don't know. That's just, to me, that's just pretty cool. It's just in the middle of downtown. And like the walk up to it is is super cool. They have like a little man made like creek type thing that goes around goes past it. Uh, there's a YMCA basketball court that has like a waterfall coming off the side of it. I don't and it's like caged in. I don't know. It's just a cool setup. Everything around it is is cool. Downtown Durham was definitely a lot cooler than what I expected it to be. Uh, I've never been to Durham. I didn't really know what type of what to really think about it, to be honest with you, because you, when you think of Durham, you think of Duke's camp, you think of Duke, drove by Duke's campus. To be honest with you, if my cousin would have never said, hey, there's Duke's campus, I'd never even known that it was Duke. To be honest with you, it didn't look like anything special. It honestly looked kind of like a dump. Um, I don't know. It was, it was nothing. I'm not just saying that because I dislike Duke. It really was just nothing to – like, oh, my goodness, there's Duke. Like, it really looked really junky from the parts that I saw. Now, a different part of it may look nicer, just maybe the part that we drove by. I don't know. But the part that we drove by was not nice, and it did not look nice at all. So um, 
but back to what I'm saying, I never because when you think of Durham, like I said, you think of Duke and you think that okay, it's just Duke and nothing else. It actually had some like nothing like Louisville skyscrapers or anything like that, but it definitely had some bigger buildings. It had a downtown area. Um, I don't it, the downtown area kind of reminded me of Lexington, like the buildings being that size. It, this it's kind of like a a cooler version of Lexington, if you ask me, like a lot cooler version of Lexington, uh, the way it's set up and everything. Um, the Durham Bulls game was a great experience. Uh, I recommend. I mean, if you could just stop through Durham one time, I think you would have a good time. Um, it's a great area, and I understand why my cousin lives here because it is a cool area. But uh, like I said, the Celtics, uh, the Celtics did beat the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers did beat uh, Toronto. The series before swept them, and wake up today. Or was it? I don't know. If, it might have been. I think. It, I think it was today. It, uh, Dwayne Casey did get fired. Um, which I I can't say I agree with it. I, I can't. Um, it was it was definitely it definitely wasn't a surprise, but I didn't. I can't say I can't actually I can't say whether it was a surprise or not, a surprise or not because I don't know. I, I still didn't expect them to do it. Um. Uh, but. When you can't beat a certain team, when you have a good record, you got to expect it to happen, I guess. But to see him, I mean, the last three seasons, he has 166 wins. Um, took them, when he started there, they were a 23-win team. This past season, they won 59 games. But the when you can't beat a certain team and, you know, you just keep building around these players and the teams, I mean, yeah, the teams are having good records in the regular season, but. If you can't if you can't win the big one, I mean I guess it is time to move on. To me, I think it was time for them to go after maybe another another player. I don't know what you would have done. Like I think DeRozan's a, a solid player, but with the way the game is played now, uh, you need a three point shooter. Plain and simple, it's just the way it is. You need a three point shooter, and the fact that DeRozan can't really shoot the, the three point the three point shot consistently is a big thing because now you play off of him. Now you have guys helping off, helping off and, you know, taking charges or, or stuff like that. And the last two games of the series, he played absolutely terrible. And Dwayne Casey sat him in the fourth quarter of both games. And to be honest with you, you can't really blame what he did. Uh, Dwayne Casey, that you can't really blame him for sitting him, even though he's supposed to be his best player, maybe his second best player behind Kyle Lowry. You can't blame him. Yeah, DeRozan's a great defender. Yeah, DeRozan's a good scorer. But if you're not playing well on the offensive end, I mean, cool. You're no one on that team stopping LeBron. And you're not going to put DeRozan on LeBron because then it takes away from his offensive game even more. So, I mean, it's a tough predicament. And to be honest with you, when he had him out of the game, the second unit came back. So, I don't know. I, like I said, I would have maybe tried to move DeRozan. I know you have a huge contract with DeRozan, but uh, Toronto obviously loves DeRozan. But I, I think if I'm moving one of the two, or if I'm moving some something from that team, I'm moving DeRozan, keeping Dwayne Casey, and keeping Kyle Lowry. And, but who knows? If you move DeRozan, you may lose Lowry. Maybe this is a way to keep both of them, and maybe try to get another piece and try to keep those guys. I, something has to change, though. 
I mean, what's the, the definition of insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over again and trying to or thinking there's going to be a different outcome. Maybe that's what Toronto was thinking. We need to we need to change something. Something different has to happen for us to you know get over that hump. I don't know. I don't think they ever beat a team with LeBron. Um, to me, you're going to have to. <clears throat> I mean, since LeBron has left Cleveland the first time and went to Miami, no one in the East has beat him. In in the playoffs, no one in the Eastern Conference has beaten LeBron James since he left Cleveland the first time. If he if he makes it to the finals this year, it would be the eighth season in a row he's made the finals in the ninth time, ninth time in his career. I just to me, you're going to have to prove you're going to have to prove to me that you can beat LeBron James. And some people may say, well, that's because you're a huge fan and, and you're just fangirl. No, I mean, why why isn't every other coach getting fired? The Wayne Casey's getting fired. No one else has beaten them in the last seven years, but no one else is getting fired. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Um, I don't. I think they could have gone in a different direction to, to to make something happen. But hey, I don't own the team. Someone else does, so it's not really up for my. It's not really up for debate as far as I'm as as far as I'm concerned because I have no say in that in that organization. But. It just seems kind of weird that Dwayne Casey's getting fired when there's a lot of other coaches that are happening that the same thing is happening to. So um, going into the playoffs now, you have the Cavs, Celtics, you have the Warriors, Rockets. Uh, Warriors, Rockets season series was 2-1 in favor of the Houston Rockets. Uh, but surprisingly, if you look at the scoring, uh, the Warriors actually averaged 0.3 more points a game in the season series at 117.6. Houston averaging 117.3. Uh, I did. I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be a really, really good series. Before the playoffs happened, uh, I did pick Golden State. I'm going to stick with that pick. Although the way Houston is playing, I'm not feeling as good as I did with that pick. Um, I am taking the Warriors. I'm gonna take the Warriors in seven. Um, I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a really good series. Some people, actually, a lot of people say, well, that's the uh, that's the actual NBA championship. No one from the Eastern Conference can beat anyone from the Western Conference. I mean, that may be true. I'm not gonna. I mean, I definitely think there's a debate that anytime you have LeBron James on your team, that you always have a chance. And I think the three-one series definitely shows that. And that's another rabbit hole. I know Tony's going to hear me say rabbit hole again, and I'm not going to go into this with Tony, but that's another rabbit hole I could go into a different time. But anytime you have LeBron James on your team, you always got to give that team a chance. So um, I'm still taking the Warriors in seven. Um, but I do think that this will be a fantastic series. Obviously, I'm pushing it to seven games. I think there's only been one other playoff series in so far this season that's gone seven games. Uh, actually, no, two. The uh, – the Celtics series went seven, and so did uh, the Cavs series. So and three, because the uh, Thunder Jazz series did as well. Uh, so, but West, anytime a, a, a finals goes seven games, it's always good. Whether it's the Western, Eastern, Western or Eastern Conference Finals, or even the NBA Finals, anytime it goes seven games, and you know that that last game is win or go home, and it's for everything. I don't know. To me, it's just it's fun to watch. You, you just you see you see guys playing harder than they've ever really played, and 
you know, I'm not saying that they take that they take plays off in the regular season or even in the playoffs, but you just see stuff in that in those seven games, seventh games that you don't necessarily see, like the the LeBron block, the Kevin or the the Kyrie shot, stuff like that. You just see stuff in, in seventh games that you don't see normally. And I don't know. I can't, I can't wait. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun series. I can't stand the Warriors. I don't think anybody that listens is really getting news that they didn't already know. I can't stand the Warriors, but I'm picking the Warriors in seven. Uh, now, to the Eastern Conference, you have the Celtics and Cavaliers. This was also a 2-1 series during the regular season. The Cavaliers win in that one. Uh, they play the first game of the year. Uh, Gordon Hayward has that disgusting injury, horrific injury in the first quarter and kind of changes Boston's season and kind of forced some players that are now playing fantastic in the playoffs to step up at an early time when they didn't think that they were going to need to do that. Uh, you know, coming into the season, it was, all right, this guy's a role player, this guy's a role player, but it really pushed – Jason Tatum to the forefront. It pushed Terry Rozier to the forefront. And it pushed Terry Rozier to the forefront even more when Kyrie Irving has to get surgery right before the playoffs. And to be honest with you, the Celtics are playing some great basketball right now. And I think all that has to be attributed to the coaching ability of uh, Brad Stevens, who to me, if he, I, I was telling my, my dad the other day, I said, if Brad Stevens stays with Boston, I think he's going to be the best coach in NBA history. I think he'll win multiple championships. you got to think, with all of these guys playing as well as they are, Horford, Tatum, uh, Brown, Rozier, Marcus Smart, all these guys playing as well as they are, and then you add Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, this team could be they, – they call Terry Rozier scary Terry. This team could be very, very scary next season. Actually, they can't be. They will be very, very scary next season. Um, if these role players play as, they good, as good as they have this season, and then you add Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, they could possibly they could possibly challenge the Warriors 73-9 and nine record. I'm going to be the first one to go on record and say it. If they stay healthy next season and this whole team is intact, the Celtics will challenge the Warriors 73-9 and all-time record. They literally have everything. You have a backup big man in Greg Monroe. You have three-point shooting in Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. You have a go-to scorer in Kyrie. You have a secondary scorer in Gordon Hayward. Another scorer in Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum. They play defense well. They rebound well. You have an enforcer in Aaron Baines, even though he gets dunked on all the time. Team is scary. But still don't think they beat the Cavs this season. I don't. I, my brother, uh, my brothers, two of my brothers have a, have a group text with me. Uh, my younger brother is a Celtics fan. Obviously, Ryan and myself are huge LeBron fans. Um, my brother was like, I think the Celtics-Cavs series is going to be a good one. I hate saying this. I, I mean, I think it will go six, but I don't see the – I think this is the end for the Celtics. I do. I think this is the end for the Celtics. I think LeBron is going to be too much for anybody on Boston. I think the Cavs beat him in six. Um, I think it's. I think this will be a good series for a little bit of it. Uh, Celtics may even take game one, but then I think you know Cleveland takes game two. Uh, you know, ends up finishing it in Cleveland in game six. So 
I'm taking the Cavs in six, the Warriors in seven to have a rematch of the finals for the fourth year in a row, the Warriors-Cavs. And I will definitely do a uh, – you know, I'll be giving updates after every game. The first game for the Cavaliers-Celtics is tomorrow is Sunday. I'm sorry. Me being out of town, it <laughs> throws my time frame off. Uh, is Sunday at 3.30. First game for the uh, Rockets-Warriors is Monday. Uh, I believe that game is at 8 o'clock on Monday. So that should be a late start. I don't even know if I'll stay up. I, I, I want to watch that series, but it's always tough to stay up whenever you got to work the next day and and stay up and watch the uh, watch these games that are on the West Coast that start at 8 o'clock. But um, – it should be a good one. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I take I'm taking Golden State in seven, um, but we'll see. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I actually was thinking about it whenever I was eating. I don't know how many of you guys are friends with me on Facebook or whatever. The game is at nine on Monday. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys are friends with me on Facebook and you know saw the meal I had today. Uh, down here in in North Carolina, but I was thinking about it when I was sitting there at my meal. I was like, "What am I going to talk about my podcast today?" And here I am, going twenty two minutes. And I mean, I don't know. It's that's the good thing about doing this podcast is sometimes I'll think I won't have anything, and I'll scroll through a couple things on Facebook or ESPN, and and or you know, I'll get a notification about a coach getting fired, something like that, and. It'll just give me something to talk about. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully hopefully you guys are enjoying your weekend. I'll be back in town tomorrow. Uh, my flight lands about 10, 10, uh, 10, 10 p.m. back in Louisville uh, tomorrow. We've got to work the truck show in the morning and roll straight to the airport. So, guys, I hope you have a great weekend. Hopefully you stay cool. I heard it's pretty warm back home. It's pretty warm here as well. So you guys have a great weekend. And, uh I will talk to you guys soon. Uh, keep liking, keep sharing. Hopefully, you're enjoying this. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep putting them out. So, uh, have a good one, guys, and uh, have a good weekend.